Hello, welcome back once again to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. Once again, I'm here with the delightful David Thomas. Hi everybody, how are you all going? You are a delight today. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know why I'm mentioning that actually, it's weird. <laughs> um, where we, we, did, we left you last time, we actually forgot, well actually I forgot, being the introductory guy, I'm supposed to introduce stuff, but I didn't introduce exactly where we were in the Grandmaster Scheme of David Thomas's, where we are in our training. So we're up to, what we're doing now is chapter two, part two, training and recruitment, and then now we're up to part three. So last week was part two, this is part three. And what we're going to be really focusing on today is recruitment. But before we begin, just one more quick thing on what was last week's lesson, which was the three deserts, if you guys remember, which was um, training desert, battle desert, and sin desert, and determining where they are in your life. I said the thought while we're on the break, and I actually asked Dave and he provided a really good answer, so I wanted you guys to listen to this as well, is uh, sometimes in certain situations where we're in all three, yes, all three kind of deserts, we're in training and battle and, and in different yes. situations, yeah, so just... Yes, um, oftentimes, well, for example, no, not for example, for fact, you're in a war. Yes. You are in the war, so there's no, for you there's no time to go aside to a specifically dedicated training camp and uh, only deal with training in a specific area yeah because when 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 you are being trained often the three merge hmm. and so God will use a situation in your life that you have to go to battle for to train you and to deal with an issue in your life yeah and so you need to be able to discern okay I I'm in a battle and I'm fighting for this situation I'm standing for this situation Hmm. I have to learn how to stand and fight and use my weapons so strategy and tactics Mm -hmm. and at the same time I'm learning strategy which is the use of my weapons the Lord is also teaching me tactics which is the growth of my fruit so we're in the issues of areas that need to be dealt with regards my character and my heart yeah, so just, yeah, to start with, just wanted to really just let you guys know not to really worry if something that you're going through, like you're trying to align it with one of these deserts, like it might not align super clearly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it probably won't ever. I, I, I use the term lava fire exercise. Yeah. You know, you're in, the training, <laughs> you're in the training scenario, but you've got lava rounds, and the enemy's got lava rounds, and uh, oftentimes the, the Lord will throw in a demon or two into your training scenario, like he did with Jesus. Yeah, he with Jesus. And uh, he's got confidence in you because he recruited you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I like how further and further we go into spiritual warfare. It seems to me to be more and more complex, but also more simple at the same time. Yes. yes. So it's clearer, but it's just... Yes, yeah. yeah, very much so. Very um, much so. so what we we're going to talk about today is part three, which is recruitment. Recruitment. Yep. So let's talk about recruitment, David. Okay. Before I talk about recruitment, um, I have a question I'd like to pose and then answer. Oh, good. <laughs> but you, you can have your first go. Ah, uh, David. <laughs> All right. How do you actually live your life in a constant state of warfare? How do I 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here telling you, warfare is all around you. Yeah. You're all involved in war. Everything is spiritual warfare. Everything is a battle. Everything is fighting for the kingdom, extending the kingdom of God. The kingdom of Satan is against you. How do you live at that level of intensity all the time? And when you say live, do you mean... Your daily life. How I do you mean, live a daily life and not fall to the ground and shatter to pieces? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you live with that constant awareness, <sighs> I'm at war? I don't know. <laughs> we'll edit this. We'll edit well, this. We'll go back. <laughs> I want you to. I, I want you to meditate on this point out there because it's it's pretty crucial and it's and it's. Oftentimes, what happens is you'll 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 learn a, you'll learn a lesson. You learn something about spiritual warfare and everything, and you'll run out there and you'll try and implement it and keep going at it all the way through, until such a time as. You know, you'll forget it, and then bang, you get smashed, and mm. then you think, "Oh, I'm a failure." Mm. Now, if you if you sit down and think about it, both in the world system and in the church, this teaching is taught, but under different names. It is. Yeah. What now, is- now, for example, if you go to the world system, a book that's really influenced some of the things in my life would be the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Yep. And so he goes in and he says, you need to be, you need to train yourself primarily to live from principles. Uh, Let me think of, I can think correctly. You live in your life. You've trained yourself to live your life from principles and not from goals. So you become a principle oriented person, not a goal oriented. That's very important. Yeah. All right. Yep. What what do we teach in the church? That the battle's already been won. No, in terms of living your life, you live your you 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 train yourself to live your life according to a set of principles. Yeah. And if you've trained yourself into doing that, and 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 they become habit. Okay. You don't think of it, so you don't think of breathing. Yeah. You know how tired would you have to be if you had to keep on thinking, breathe in, breathe, breathe out, breathe yeah, in, breathe yeah. out. We'll yeah. time for myself. So your 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 training needs to be developed to such a point where you're living off principles, you're living off God's principles, you're living off God's decrees, mm. and they become so part of your makeup and your life that you don't consciously think of them. Yeah. And this is one of the effects of the legionnaire's training where the downfall of the legion was they broke that pattern where they trained a legionnaire to live in a constant state of battle readiness Hmm. have your armor on at all times and so eventually they started to wear down okay no maybe the harm the and and brought in a bit of political correctness so they said well maybe the helmet's a little bit heavy so you can leave your helmet at home yeah and walk around without a helmet so when they got attacked they had no helmet on, mm. you know, or, you know, so you understand what I'm saying? I think so, yeah. And so we need to, we need to develop in our training to such a point where living the life Christ calls us to live becomes so second nature to us that we, our first default position will be biblical. Yeah. So, so like... <laughs> You, when you said that, I, I really found that that quote really good. That principles living from principles, not for goals. Yeah, we probably got it wrong. You probably got it wrong. Yeah, but I reckon yours is good. Yeah, anyway, thank you. It's a good <laughs> approximation. Yeah. But say you know, we're not 
aiming to one day not be a thief. Mm. We're not aiming for that one day. We're not aiming for that goal. We're living by that principle, right? So we're not a thief. Is that sort of where you're going with? You're going to have to clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're not, like you were saying, we're not living to one day hopefully be a good person, to live by the principle set in the Bible. We're not, we're not aiming for that as a goal. We're living that out. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. We need to we and need to second nature. Yeah. We need to develop the principle within us. Yeah. We need to develop the tactics within us. You know, for example, if you go and if you go and take out take out the Hollywood portrayal of a hero and the comic book portrayal of a hero and go and read stories of real life heroes. Mm. They're ordinary people. But the thing is when they stepped up they did not summon the courage and the self-sacrifice to become a hero in that instant it had be it it was already part and parcel of their life mm. in the small things they did the small choices they did and they living the life and developing a life of self-sacrifice all the years so it become part and parcel of them so when the moment arrived for them to not think but act to lay down their life it was automatic mm. they didn't have to think oh should I do this should I do this what will happen or what's going to happen to me it was just an automatic reaction it was a response they were live, they, they, they responded from principle they responded from a habitual lifestyle yeah. it didn't just happen yeah and that is where we need to go with our training yeah now back to recruitment recruitment alright this is important because it takes us back to um, the first chapter of point two, mm. which is God's opinion of us. Mm. Now, remember when I said when we walk into the training ground, we need to have an opinion and be honest with ourselves in terms of where we stand, what soldier we are. Yeah. Then we need to look at what God thinks of us. Yeah. Now, I want to take you to. Of Vegetius, as he write, writes to the um, the Roman emperor, trying to get the guy to see sense so that they can improve the the legions and yeah. not get beaten all the time. Yeah, yeah. And he he, he mentions a couple of things that I find interesting uh, in in the in the book on training and the recruitment. He says we find that the Romans owed the conquest of the world to no other cause than the continual military training, exact observances of discipline in their camps, and unwearied cultivation of the other arts of war. So it had become habit. Mm. All right? Now, from that habit, there was a foundation. Yeah. And this is it. It says, to all these advantages, the Romans opposed... Uh, uh, Oppose unusual care in their choice of their levies and in their military training. They under, un, understood the importance of hardening them by continual practice of training and then every maneuver that might happen in the line and in action. And so the two things, two things that they developed that made their army, and, and, and remember the Roman as a person was not bigger or stronger or, or faster than any of the other nations around them. Mm. You know, the Gauls were bigger and stronger. Yeah. You know, so were the, the, the Goths. Yeah. But the Roman attributed their victory to training and to recruitment. 
um, that to treat our subject with some method, we must first examine what provinces or nations are to be preferred for the supply of armies that recruits. The, the, he even goes so far as to say, you know, <laughs> certain nations are known to be cowardly <laughs> <laughs> or unwarlike, and and you need to you need to take uh, you need you need to understand that. The success or the raw material of your military or your soldiers. And besides training them, you need the material, you need the raw material from which to train. And so he says, give close attention to recruitment. He says the chief strength of our armies then should be recruited from the country. Mm. He says, don't go, to the, don't go to the towns because in the towns you're going to get guys that are not used to all the, the, the tough work that, that, yeah, that yeah. is needed. Be, yeah. you know, but go to the country. Go to, go to the trades where, where these guys are used to toughness because we need tough people in the army. Right. And so the Roman legionnaire was specifically recruited and there was like a category on which, you know, you this is... I'm going to recruit you. It's not just uh, anyone and everyone. Yeah, welcome all everyone inclusive. on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's specific. You need to have the specific. And the minute he got recruited, before he was even given the military mark, which I've mentioned before, before he was even called a soldier, called a disciple, he was put through rigorous, rigorous training, mm. and that called for success. Now, here's 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 something important in terms of your recruitment. Right? Of all the people on the planet, God Almighty chose to recruit you. So what does that say of you, Ben? Uh, that he sees within me a remarkable soldier. So what's that picture that God sees in you? You see what I'm saying yeah, in, in yeah. terms of that? Do you, see, yeah. do you see how that needs to change? Do you see how important you? Do you see how important God, you need to know God's view of you? Mm. Yeah, it wasn't like some accidental. One day I became Christian and sort of walked up into the big line that God has this big, you know, yeah. conga line, and we just all parted. Like yeah. it's not just an accidental me coming to the party. Yeah, God chose me. I mean, you can you can read that in Ephesians chapter two. It's it's phenomenal. You know. Ephesians, I love Ephesians, I really do. And in Ephesians chapter two, what what I read out of Ephesians chapter two, and I, when I relate it to recruitment and training, is that number one, God took me from the world, from the from the refuge pile of iniquity, where I was a sinner, where I was a rebel in the enemy's army. And he saw me, he recruited me because he saw what I am in his presence. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then he chose me. Yeah. I didn't choose him. He chose me. He recruited me. So what does that say about me? What does that say about God's opinion of me? Yeah. All right? I'm not just some accidental maybe recruitment I have been specifically picked out by the creator of the universe yeah to join his army so we must have a plan for you absolutely well here it is 
Let me read to you. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are, are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature, flesh. Yeah, you know, the the NRV has a, a footnote which says our flesh, or and it quotes nature. I I prefer flesh because the Lord took my nature, my old nature, out of me, and and He's given me the nature of Jesus Christ, and so that's flesh. All of us who also lived among them at one time, craving the uh, gratifying the cravings of our sinful flesh, and following its desires and thoughts, like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it is so incredible. God came into the world. He recruited me out of the world. He called me. I responded to the call. And you're going to find out that system. I'm going to show you a system of God's training process in your life so he called me I responded to the call I went and signed on the dotted line and then bang I go into training school yeah welcome to Miramar <laughs> <laughs> alright now it says here in verse 8 of chapter 2 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not for yourselves it is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast Okay, not that's, by works. That's clear. That's clear. Yep. My recruitment, my salvation, rests solely in His hands. He did it all, mm. start to finish. Yep. Why? For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> What I love about Ephesians is in the first three chapters of Ephesians, Paul writes doctrine. This is the New Testament doctrine. This is the church. Hmm. In the second three chapters, he deals with how you apply the doctrine. Hmm. So in chapter one, it's like, this is who you are. Hmm. Chapter two is, this is where you come from and this is what you've been made into. You know, chapter three is your scope. This is what the calling is. And then four, five, and six is this is how you apply. This is how you go into the world, into your family, yeah. into your work situation, into a warfare situation, and this is how you apply. And it's and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure that back in the day, Paul wrote those letters before the Gospels were written. No, no. I don't want to get into that, but but um, yeah, your your dates are all over the place. There, so <laughs> you might have. Uh, I'd have to drag. Because, I'd have to drag through my memory to the to Bible college well, days. What I what I'm reading, and this may be wrong, so take this with a grain of salt, <laughs> podcast listeners. But what I remember reading was Paul used to write to churches to teach them and instruct them, and so he, it was he was part of the early because he saw Christ manifest, he saw Christ resurrected, and so he was the one teaching them without the backup of the gospel. So this was a lot of what the church had to go on to begin with before the gospels and the story of Jesus came together and was written. From each each, each letter and, 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 and each each letter uh, that Paul wrote was to a specific to address a specific issue in a church yeah in a church situation the book of Ephesians doesn't seem to have been written to a specific church but it, 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 it seems to have been where Paul could sit down and say okay I'm gonna put together this 
theory, the theology or the practice of how church should be. Yeah, right. right. Now I'm dragging the depths of my memory to Bible college days <laughs> for that question. But that's, I just think that's but an yes. incredibly important thought. Like that, that is where they got a lot of their learning from was from from these letters and like that's yes, where a lot of doctrine was from was Ephesians and that's, I, that's where we get it from that's where, yeah. well that's very yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so when we're talking about recruitment because that word to me has two separate meanings one recruitment of us and we just learned that we're recruited for a, a reason God sees us and he says I choose that person to be with me to do battle with mm. me to be my friend and that's huge yeah but then secondly i also it always just has the connotation that recruitment of others making disciples so did you want to speak on that at all in this this part yeah it's it it's it's interesting um if you if you follow the pattern in the scriptures of jesus uh jesus goes through the 30 years whatever time of of hidden training in the in the workshop with his with his stepfather and then he gets baptized in Jordan and then there is a word of validation yep. from his father, Holy Spirit comes down and then the Holy Spirit takes him into the desert place and trains him for forty days and forty nights. Now it is interesting to see that in the Gospels, it well, in Matthew after the temptation of Jesus Christ, Jesus then begins to preach and begins to call his team together. I've often thought about that. Mm. Um, and wondered at his recruitment style and 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 because because he never he one he was imparting to disciples he was training them recruiting them and he was going to release them so they were it was a master and and servant relationship Mm -hmm. and we can learn a lot from his recruitment process when he was sitting on the sea of galilee walking up and down did he know peter and the disciples beforehand was he observing them how much did he observe them or was it just led of the spirit initial calling come, yeah. you know follow them or did he have a relationship with them uh so that he could come to them and because he started preaching already and they must have listened and heard and then then he said well come out follow me mm. i'll make you disciples now where i'm going with this is we do not walk alone Right. We are not. We, we we should not walk alone in this battle. Yeah. We should not get isolated, and we need to begin to have people in our lives that speak. And I'm I'm going to use these terminologies, and you might want to change them if you want. I speak down into our life like a Paul. Yep. Speak directly into our life on a horizontal plane like a Barnabas. And then we need to be able to speak down into someone's life like a Timothy. And so we need to have these relationships. So we need to be continually plugging in with people that will have an input into our life. Now, the people that I fight with in our church. Not literally, again. Yeah, well, I'm going into a spiritual battle. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm, going to, um, I'm going into the world now. I'm, I'm, I'm having a campaign. Yep. 
the recruitment process that you need to take so say for example you find yourself in a situation that you have to go into an Isaiah 61 campaign and you need people around you you need to recruit people mm. all right now often I find that Christians don't give adequate thought to the recruitment process mm. So they'll come to me and, I, and, 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 and they'll come to me as the pastor and they'll say, Pastor, we've got the situation. Boom. Help us. And what I will normally do is I will say, okay, what you need to do is you are going to take point because this is your issue. This is your problem. I will coach you and train you in what you need to do. First thing, recruit a team to help you. More often than not, they recruit badly. Mm. And then they end up not not only having to deal with an Isaiah 61 situation, the initial one, but the recruitment people that come on board to go into battle with them, yep. they end up having to Isaiah 61 deal with problems yeah. in their area. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you need to really give careful consideration of who speaks into your life and who walks next to you in the battle. Hmm. You know, um, the Bible clearly talks about it in Timothy. You know, if you if you want to appoint people to lead in the church, don't pick a novice. Hmm. You know what, what? What 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 do we pastors do? The first time someone walks into the church, oh yeah, you know, we just listen to them a little bit. We don't discern. We don't test them out. We don't check where they come from, and we want to put them into leadership. And then we we wonder why we get. Battered, I've heard you know? I've heard of that happening with um with worship teams and then trying to get people in to the church who were maybe unsaved to sort of coax them into the church by saying you can be part of the worship oh, team. That is the worst. Yeah. That is the worst. Never, never, never use a ministry opportunity to try and get someone either saved or get someone sorted out. Yeah, yeah. Don't try and use working for God to get someone sorted out because you know if they're a Christian. Remember, they're one of the four soldiers. So God is dealing with an issue in their lives. Don't take them into a battle, you know, and 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 think it's going to sort this person out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst thing you can do. And I think it's very present though that all the time that thought process is, you know, let's get these people and let's recruit and let's get them get you know let's get them sorted out via our ministries. And yeah. that's yeah, that's incredibly bad we're nearly out of time actually we are out of time David All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do now we can just keep All going right. okay my last thought on this matter is, 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 is just remember God recruited you yeah now take that away from from this God the creator of the universe saw something in you mm. And he provided this means for you to come over to his side and get trained by him to be that person that he saw. And that is beyond beyond just a sentence yeah. that we're saying here. It's take this with you and learn to live like that. Walk around with your head high. Yep. Because the creator of the universe, like you said, chose you. It's... It's yep. a mind flip for a lot of people, I bet. Uh, the second thing that you need to take away from this, and this is my final thought, is in your recruitment process. If you are going into battle, 
make sure you've got someone with kingdom authority standing next to you not someone that is needing ministry mm-hmm. you're going to minister to those who need ministry you don't need someone yeah. next to you who needs ministry yeah they will they will hurt you they will do damage to you yeah you will end up stressing out getting having to do more work getting burnt out falling whatever make sure the person on your left and on your right when you go into battle can stand mm. can i just say that when you started to say what you just said the sun went under the clouds and this big ominous darkness crept in while you were speaking and just freaked me out a little bit but and i also just wanted to say and now i'm just assuming here but you've probably learnt this through experience if i'm not mistaken many times yeah many many times yeah <laughs> so we get it wrong and that's okay all right we'll leave you there guys but um once again actually do you know what i, I want to thank you guys for listening to us um and thank you for for getting the word of this podcast out there because the, the amount of people who've been listening to this podcast has really blown us away so we really want to thank you guys for listening to us and journeying with us here um and just once again our website is www.life-house.net and we'd really love to hear some stories and any questions you guys have but other than that we'll see you next week absolutely have a great time and thank you see you later